episode 107, Spice Up the Bedroom. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. Welcome all of you today. I have to tell you, it's very funny to watch Tony kind of get into the mood for doing a podcast. You know, To having sex. No, I don't find that amusing at all. That's that's just downright serious. All right. no, but when when the music starts for the podcast, you start doing this like little, I don't know, stretching Get thing. Stretching you know, thing he's going got his, on. His exercises, you know, like his pre pregame workout exactly. that he does for the fifteen seconds that the intro plays. So yep. I know you all can't see that, but I just thought it was important that I share it with you because he does it almost every week. Yeah. Happy yeah. Valentine's Day to each and every one of you who are listening to this on Tuesday, February 14th, 2012. Oh my goodness. Elisa and I are not huge advocates of Valentine's Day. No, no, no. no. We're not huge advocates of the whole commercialization. Tis true. Of Valentine's Day. Like because I, we believe that in your marriage, you should probably have a Valentine's Day each and every month, which would be a date night. Ooh, they've never more. heard us talk about that before. So, yes, we're not advocates of the commercialization. Elise and I will not be going out tonight to some extravagant dinner or anything like that or lavishing each other with gifts or presents. We just don't because we just feel that Valentine's Day in your marriage should be happening each and every day and a date night should be happening, hey, at least once a month if you can make it happen. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people get wrapped up in, oh, it's Valentine's Day. You know, I need to do the roses. I need to do, you know, dinner or the candy. And it, you guys have heard us talk about the budget often yep. enough that um, when roses on the Sunday before Valentine's Day are, I don't know, six, eight dollars a dozen or whatever they are. And suddenly on the 14th, they're two, three, four times as much. Um Buy them on Sunday, present them to her early, do it a pre-Valentine's Day gift. Same thing with dinner. And, and I think a lot of people get all wrapped up in celebrating just one day. Yeah. And really, we've heard from so many of you over the last two years about how you are incorporating love and that celebration of love into your daily life. Which is way more important than celebrating on one, on one day. day. And so kudos to you. And, and we'd love to hear... Um, mm-hmm. comments what you're doing this Valentine's Day if you've if you maybe you've taken the lead mm-hmm. ooh, maybe some of you have taken the lead and planned something really special for your loved one you know I'd love to hear with some of the ideas on you know some of the creative things that you've done for this Valentine's Day how you've decided to make it memorable of course share it after so it doesn't ruin the surprise um, but for Tony and I we were supposed to actually have our Valentine's Day Kind of a pre-Valentine's Day. We were going to go out on Friday night. and um, Which is typically what we do each and every year. We'll go We'll go the weekend before. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that didn't work out so well <laughs> this week. Yeah, because it kind of ended up that our babysitter's um, younger sister came down with the flu and a sinus infection and a few other combinations of sickies. And so we opted not to have her come into our home right. and possibly bring those germs, which was a good thing because our little one ended up coming down with something herself. Right. So Friday night, instead of date night, we ended up in screaming matches with our children and our friends, our, our children and each other. Mm-hmm. Because it was just 
kids weren't feeling well. We were obviously a little frustrated with the fact that our night had not gone as planned. And so what was supposed to be this great date night turned into, you know, mama bear's fur comes up because Tony's going at the kids because the kids are being disrespectful and just fiasco. Yeah. Just this huge fiasco. And so then Tony takes, I mean, we don't usually do this, but you know, kind of go into our week, but it kind of ties into the whole Valentine's day thing. And, and you know, so we've just got this, chaos running rampant in our house and on top of that this week you're having your period so on top of that you're just sort of edgy as it is i'm edgy and i don't feel well i i don't like to blame things on my period but it definitely does impact Mm -hmm. just how I, i relate to the world for a couple of days especially the first couple of days um and so then you know we're all just kind of like ah, and then abby starts the correction process right you know, where she calms down enough that she wants to talk to her dad. Of course, she wants me in there because they were going at it. And so she starts bringing this whole thing around. So that in the span of about 45 minutes, we've gone from all out warfare yeah, in our house to a point where everybody's calmed down, having good conversation, hugs are going around the house, uh, and we've salvaged it. But, you know, that's the way it is sometimes. You make these big plans. And some of you, you know, this, you may be listening to this on Tuesday and you may have had great plans for Valentine's Day and then, you know, something crazy happens like a kid gets sick or a spouse has to stay late at work unexpectedly or your sitter had to cancel on you last minute a sitter and you had can't to cancel. find anybody else, you know, and it was so often it's what we do in those moments that has the lasting impact. It's not whether or not you go got to go on date night it's how'd you handle the fact that you didn't go on date night and ours was a big fail this <laughs> week it, and it just it so happened everything just sort of lined up and with the kids rearing to go and just everything that happened it, it it's a big fail and hey you know what we say that because we're not perfect and we don't ever presume to come behind these mics and act like we're perfect because you know what? We know that there are probably some of you out there that are having a tough time. Mm-hmm. And we want you to know that there's another couple right here beside you going, we know where you're at. And the best thing that I can say is for Elisa and I, even though we it was a tense moment and moments and time period, once it was all done, Elisa and I were able to talk to each other, clear the air, and we moved on. And I think that's the big win. Even though it was a big fail in the sense of everything else that came before that, Elisa and I have worked so hard on our marriage over the last four years and in our emotional intimacy and communicating with each other and knowing what's happening that once this thing was over, she and I had about five minutes of conversation with each other and it was done. Done. We had forgiven each other and we were moving on. There were no regrets. There was no thinking about it there has not been a point in time in the last 48 hours where we have brought it back up to jab at each other and that is all through the grace of god and that's that's a defining moment in a relationship when you can get to a point where and let's face it we're we're not perfect human beings and so you're going to have disagreements and you're going to have those times when life does not go the way you thought it was going to go mhm where your plans go drastically awry and you know it could have been a lingering long weekend of jabs and barbs and sarcasm and bitterness and and, 
you know, we have been sleep deprived with a sick child. And so, you know, that just lends itself to all kinds of fun little comments. Right. And we haven't had that. And that's not to say that we're, we're perfect and we've got this whole arguing thing figured out. It's just to say that when you work on your emotional intimacy, you can get to a point where the inevitable arguments will come, but they don't wreak havoc mm-hmm. on your marriage. And that that's one of the things that we pray for for all of you, that you get to a point in your marriage where you're like, all right, this was not one of our finer moments, but we're moving past it. So just a little bit about the De Lorenzo's and our Valentine's Day plans that weren't. So we just have to <laughs> kind of work on rescheduling Valentine's Day for the month of February. Right. So um, let's get into the let's get into the big let's topic. Spice it up. It is Valentine's Day and spring is around the corner. In some areas of the country. In some areas of the country. Well, March. Yeah. March is springtime. So we're 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 almost there. And let's let's talk about our sexual intimacy. Let's Absolutely. talk about you know, spicing up the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about numerous things in the past, but we felt like, you know what? We've had so many people talking to us recently about sex and different things that come with sex and how they feel just confined in their bedroom and what they can and cannot do or should and shouldn't do. And so Elise and I, what we want to do with you today on this show is give you guys some ideas, give you guys some guidelines that maybe you can follow. Maybe you're one of those people that, you know, you you just need something to get you going Mm -hmm. and a guideline. And so what we want to do is we want to share a guideline with you that you can use. Many of these are things that we have done in our own marriage. So we will share from our point of view and what has happened. And hopefully we'll give you something that you can bring to your other your spouse or hopefully you two of you are listening to this together. And the big thing is that you can change it up, bring it into your bedroom, try some things out, spice up the lovemaking. Because let's face it, you know, we do like variety. We're, we're definitely creatures of habit. But, you know, you go to a new restaurant and you're like, oh, huh. You know, it's like all of these possibilities stretch out in front of you. And, and sometimes that can be overwhelming, but sometimes that's very exciting. And that little bit of variety, whether it's a new position or, you know, we're going to go into a whole bunch of things tonight. But when you start thinking about those possibilities, that excitement comes back. Mm-hmm. And when you have excitement in your bedroom, it really does translate through a lot of the different aspects of your marriage. Yep. So uh, where do you want to start? I say let's start with oral sex. Jump right in. <laughs> let's just jump, jump right, right in. in. <laughs> this is an area of our lives that we talked about back in one of our episodes and I was looking for it. I can't find it. If you know it, could you please just put it in the comments for other people? That would be really rad if you're listening to it recently and know which episode that is. I'll try to find it again. But oral sex. Here's an area that Elise and I had no clue about for many, 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 many years of our marriage. Elisa didn't enjoy giving blowjobs. I had no idea what it meant to really go down on her. And so this was an area that we really had to work on and learn. And you might be in that same spot where it's just like, gosh, as a guy, you may just be like, I don't know if she likes it. If she doesn't, what's going on? And so here's the thing with oral sex when it came to us. And I think for a lot of us is that we're sort of, intimidated by it because we don't know what the heck we're doing. So this is one of those 
that I believe the lights need to be on. You, you need to be talking to each other those first few times through. There needs to be vocalization. There needs to be some understanding of what's happening. And if you don't feel comfortable at night with the kids around, oh, and we got that voicemail we got to play too today, which is really good. Um, you know, if you just feel uncomfortable because kids are nearby, then I would suggest trying to do this at a time when maybe the kids aren't around or you know they're really, really asleep. Because for Elisa and I, she enjoys it. I do. Receiving. She doesn't enjoy giving as much. And we'll talk, she can talk on that point. But when we were first doing this, I remember us talking through some of the, okay, does this work? Does this not work? So that I understood what was working for and what wasn't. Because before that, I felt like I was in the dark. And, you know, after a while, you're going, well, she's not giving me any feedback. And because I'm not getting the feedback, I don't realize or know if she's enjoying this. Right. And so as we opened up over the last four years, you know, starting with our 60 days of sex challenge, she was able to go, okay, I like that. Or oh, I should say, and that's the way it is with anything that you're trying in your bedroom. You've got to be able to communicate. We've received a number of emails over the last few weeks where it, it, something's not connecting mm-hmm. in the bedroom. And, and a lot of it goes back to the fact that the couples are not talking about their sex life. You know, there's this expectation that, you know, we get married, we have sex for the first time with our partner, our spouse, and all of a sudden it's like, well, of course you have to know everything that's going, you know, how to do it and you do it perfectly. And the reality is you don't. Not at all. Not at all. And, you know, if you don't communicate to your husband or wife what works, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, they're just as much in the dark as you are. And that can lead to feelings of resentment and frustration because, you know, if they suddenly stumble upon something that makes you feel good, you need to make sure that they know what that was. Right. And if something does not feel good, it is okay to say, "Uh, you know, that's not feeling so good. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's just, I really, you know, it's like, because I've heard that so much in so many emails lately, I'm like, I've got to stress part of developing your sex life is teaching each other what feels good to you. Right. And you know what? I'm going to play this voicemail right now because I think it fits in perfectly with what we're talking about. So here we go. Hey, this message is from Sheldon from Edmonton, Canada, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Just wanted to leave you guys a message saying, Again, thanks for all your work and efforts in uh, sharing your guys' marriage and being so open with everybody. It's uh, amazing as you listen to the podcast and hear, uh, you know, connections and same challenges and issues that I think we're all going through. One thing I just wanted to share and highlight was, uh, you know, I never realized the great um, difference that it would make for my wife and I in uh, one simple change. Well, it wasn't a simple change. We have uh, five kids and been married for 14 years and the oldest is 12 the youngest is two and kids all in between and it's obviously a challenge to keep intimacy alive in uh, in a busy household like that and one of the things that we did is we have a four level split home um older home and we decided that we moved downstairs to one of the biggest rooms in the house and that has i would say impacted probably our intimacy more than anything else i 
never really realized before how um, noise in the bedroom affected my wife and her ability. I didn't care so much, but she totally did. And it wasn't until we moved downstairs that all of a sudden she was just more uh, willing, more free, more able to express herself, and uh, it's just made all the difference. And so just thought I'd put that out there if there's anyone else with that might be struggling with that or go, oh, my gosh, I bet you anything that's my wife's challenge. is uh, <laughs> It's just made all the world a difference. And, again, keep it up. Um, Tony and Lisa, thanks for your, your efforts in sharing and uh, in connecting with us and being open and honest. And thank you. Bye for now. There you go. That, I thought, worked out perfect because here it is. We are talking about the vocalization, Mm -hmm. you know, sharing what you like and don't like. Well, you may feel impacted because, again, if there are kids, like they said, 12 to 2, I mean, we have a 9 and a 6-year-old here, you know, that may impact our wives more than we expect or even some of you guys as well. It may impact you as well. Mm -hmm. And so this is what these guys did. Do you have a four-level split home? Maybe not. Maybe you can make some adjustments, though. Something to think about. Here in our house, we can't make that. So we make do. We know there are times when the kids aren't around where we can get a little more loud and voice our Mm -hmm. likes and dislikes. So, all right, we'll stop there. So oral sex. Are you done with the oral sex? Well, and you can talk on your side. On my side. Yeah, for me... (laughs) um, Giving oral sex is not nearly as pleasurable as receiving it. However, that being said, I do know that it is something that Tony enjoys. And so while he doesn't get it as often as he would like, um, you don't. Yeah, I know, but I... I... No, I was just going to say, even though you don't get it as often as you would like, it's not something I completely withhold from you. Right. You know, I, I I really have to mentally be in the mood mm-hmm. to give it. And so you know that when you're getting it, I am right there. It is never a forced right. thing. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm up for this tonight. We're going to... We're going to go for it. We're going to go for it. Yep. And, and that's where we've come to. And, you know, every once in a while, he'll drop a little hint. Um, if it's been way too long. And sometimes it's a big hint. Um, but I'm open to that because that just says, you know what? That's a need of his... Mm-hmm. And because I'm not completely opposed to it, it's just something I need to keep in mind that hey, you know, he'd like to have he'd like to have oral sex, and you know, that's part of the communication. He knows that it's not my most favorite thing in the world, but he also knows that I understand it's a need or a want at times, mm-hmm. and that's how that's how we interact with our spouses, folks. You know, you may not love everything that they enjoy in the bedroom. But every once in a while, and it's going to be an interesting choice of words here, but serving your spouse goes a long way to keeping that, that foundation together, that, that vital sexual intimacy. And we didn't say this at the onset, but anytime that we're talking, especially about sexual intimacy, and you hear me say this every time we're on an episode about sexual intimacy, you only go as far as the most conservative spouse. Right. So if I did not like performing oral sex at all, Tony would probably be a little frustrated, but that would be where the line was. Yes. And we would probably have 
discussions about it. It wouldn't be argumentative. We discuss it. I mean, we've discussed it for many years. This is something that just didn't pop up, you know, yesterday. Week, yeah. I mean, we've been married 15 years. I know this. And so we, we still have conversations about it. There were years, probably I never had it. Probably. Y- you know, and it wasn't like I, I held grudges or anything towards Elisa about it. It was something she didn't want to do. So one, I'm not forcing her. One, I'm not hurting her to, to, to do it. Mm-hmm. So you, you, like Elisa said, you go as conservative as the most, what do you, you say? You go as far as the most conservative spouse. You go as far as the most conservative spouse. All right. But let's talk about some other fun things. Yep. Toys. Toys. That's another, that's another way to spice things up. Now with toys, Elisa and I have used them. We've used a vibrator. What else? Mm-hmm. We've used others. I'm trying to think what else. Mm, like scarves and scarves we've we've entered scarves we've used handcuffs before uh-huh. um have we used rope i think we've used eh, i think we used more like handcuffs yeah but when it comes to toys if it's the only thing that you guys use that arouses you you need to be talking more i i really i think toys are an enhancement to your sexual intimacy, if it becomes the sole focus and the only way you guys are getting aroused each and every time, I would like to challenge you to put them aside for a little while and really hone in on what's happening between the two of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why Why is it that you need a vibrator or a dildo or whatever it may be or handcuffs or whatever? Why are you needing that? Every single time. Right. Because that's not to say that you can't indulge in fantasies with each other. Um, Those fantasies being fantasies where only the two of you are participants. Right. And this is key when you do the fantasies because we have in the past not done that. Mm -hmm. And that is not a good thing. That really becomes that slippery slope um, where, you know, if you if you've got pornography Mm-hmm. In your home, whether you're aware of it or not, if there's even the inkling of pornography in your home, then creating fantasies that involve people outside of the two of you, it can feed into that addiction. Right. And again, Elisa and I have gone through that in the past. And I will say personally, there is a completely different connection when Elisa and I are fantasizing about good girl, bad boy type deal or bad girl, good guy, whatever you want to say in the context of us still being married. Mm -hmm. You know, she and I are still the only two that we are thinking about in our bedroom when it was more fantasizing of Elisa or me being something else or fantasizing even of a third person being in the room. That wasn't good in our marriage. It wasn't good at all because for me personally, I was going through, well, it even, I'm trying I'm, to think. I'm not sure how the timing coincided oh, the with, there. With pornography. I'm thinking it may even been after that. Yeah. That we, we had been doing some of that. It, it just wasn't the same. It, it just, again, was putting somebody in Elisa's place who is not meant to be there. There's nothing more beautiful, more lovely than my wife. And that is the person that I'm making love to every time I'm making love to now. And when we were fantasizing about others, it was taking that away. 
So ladies, that means no more George Clooney yes. or Brad Pitt yes. or whoever it might be. You know, we've shared with you in the past, um, your spouse, and, and I'm just throwing that out there, you know, cause you hear all these women, you know, fantasize about George Clooney or Brad Pitt. Um, God created your spouse to be the perfect one for you. Mm-hmm. He or she should be your ideal image of beauty and handsomeness and all of those things. Those other people out there, movie stars, celebrities, whomever, they are airbrushed, polished, you know, created, touched up, photoshopped, you name it. They're not your spouse. They're not the one that said I do to you. That's who you're making love to. Mm-hmm. And and that's who you need to be making love to. Yep. So, little soapbox there. Yeah, but I I think it's fun. Well, I we I've enjoy en- it. We've enjoyed it doing different stuff like that. It, it, again, it, if it's something you haven't done or you've dabbled in, again, conversation. I we really believe that great sexual intimacy is directly tied to your emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. The two go hand in hand. If you can communicate with your spouse on sex, you're going to have better sex. They, they sort of go hand in hand. And so what our goal is here is that you start talking about it more. Because we, we've heard from a lot of couples that don't talk about sex. At, at you know, all. It, it, it's one of those things where they have sex. And they know how to have sex, but to discuss desires, to discuss issues, to discuss likes, dislikes, likes, dislikes, any of that, they're not doing it. And there's a sense of frustration that comes through their messages when they realize that their sex life isn't what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And our, you know, our usual comeback is, well, are you talking about it? Because if you're not talking about it, how does your spouse know? I think I've conveyed to you guys in 107 episodes, Tony cannot read my mind. I've tried the Jedi mind trick and all of those kind of good things, the Vulcan, (laughs) whatever Dr. Spock used to do. Um, It doesn't work. If I don't tell him in all areas of our marriage, but if I don't tell him what, what makes me feel good, he doesn't know. Right. As much as I would love to just be like, Oh, come on, honey. Think, think really hard. It's not happening. Right. And you may want to take this even one step back before you jump into the bedroom and spice it up. You guys may just want to have a state of the marriage Mm -hmm. sexual intimacy talk. So it's not in the bedroom. It's not going to lead to, to sex or anything of that nature. But maybe it's just a night where the two of you can just break open and take off the masks and share some desires and wants and likes and dislikes that you guys have had in the bedroom so that maybe the next evening when you do go make love, you guys have that stored in your bank. Yeah. And and there are some simple things that you can do to bring variety to your sex life. I mean, you can go so far as to um, not turn the lights off all the way when you go to bed, just Mm -hmm. leave them on a little bit. If you have a dimmer switch, if you don't have a dimmer switch, then, you know, leave them on all the way there. There's something to be said for actually seeing your spouse 
when you're making love. Kind of a whole new twist on it. Leave, keep your eyes open. I was just going to say, keep your eyes open. That was, that was one of our early podcasts. One of our listeners, I'm trying to think, was that Anita? Was it Anita? I don't remember. One of them, it had come up in conversation and I had never thought about opening my eyes during sex. Kind of a crazy thing. But I remember the first time we did it, it's very intimate Mm -hmm. when you are locked eyes with your spouse while making love. There's just a connection there that you don't, I mean, and it's not like I'm like, you know, laser beam eye lock on Tony every time we make love. No, but there are just times when I open my eyes and to see your spouse in that, in the midst of the passion is an amazingly beautiful thing mm-hmm. that we often miss out on because our face or our eyes are shut. Yep. You know, so open your eyes. Yeah. You've heard us talk about change of scenery. Change those locations. Get out of your bed. Yeah. God I mean, has blessed you with homes. He's blessed you with the great outdoors. He's blessed you with cars. He's blessed you with RVs. Take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, heck, that could, we've said this before. I mean, it could be as much as just jumping into the bathroom. Yeah. Tony did share the bathroom sink when we were in Michigan, the bathroom <laughs> sink story that you guys all know. And uh, I know in the shower is a little tougher because of lubric- lubricants and all that, but. I've heard that there are lubrications you can get that will not wash off in water. Okay. So for those of you who are looking for that, again, I've heard of them. If I come across them again, I'll try to remember to put them up like on Facebook or something so everybody can see that. There are, um, in fact, we were talking with Bob when we were driving back to the airport um, in Michigan. And, you know, you can get those. Lottery, they're like lottery cards. We have those. We have those. Um, well, you can get those the through. Scratchers. Um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting the, um, the website? Intentional moments. Intentional moments. Um, where you know there's scratchers and you just kind of pull them off and whatever it says, that's what's going on. And that's really cool to break out of the box and change some things up, especially with locations and stuff. If you find one like that because it really makes you think of different places that you may not think about because again we get so conditioned to okay missionary position on the bed lights off blankets up to my chin nine o'clock thursday night nine o'clock thursday night so that's that one i mean you can you can introduce foods Mm -hmm. to it i mean this could be if you want to go with different actual edible food, I mean, you could do edible food. I know we've done syrups and honey and whipped cream. We've done those all. We've done those three in the past. I mean, you can do other stuff that you like that may bring some sort of satisfaction there. I mean, hot or cold, depending on where you're at, time of the year. Cold in the winter may not be the greatest, but maybe something a little warm. You know, being lathered on you that evening might set you off. Might be the thing that you need. And and I do want to. We need to put a link to intentional moments. Okay. Um, because I'm just I haven't been on their website in a while, but I, I'm just scrolling through while we're on, and they've got just a lot of fun, different things. And the reason that we direct you to intentional moments is because this is a Christian-based website that is devoted to kindling 
the love and romance within marriage Mm -hmm. with sexual enhancements. Right. So you will see throughout their website how it talks about for couples and you know, they talk about song of Solomon and they, these ladies have got it going on. Well, we even have dice. Oh yeah. The dice are fun. The dice are fun because it's usually a body part and something you do. So it could say penis kiss, or it could say breasts fondle or lips lick you know what i mean so it it gives you some of these different things and they're funny and they're sort of goofy at the same time because i think whenever tony gets it the dice are weighted (laughs) i think he did something to our dice (laughs) don't 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 get me wrong i mean sometimes it's sort of funny when we're even elise and i are doing we're like really what's this doing but you know what it allows us to just sit there in our bedroom look at each other naked and laugh a little bit and not be so darn serious all uh-huh. the time about our lovemaking. Like this doesn't, God didn't like come down and go, sex, it must be serious. <laughs> you cannot lie. You know, it, it allows us to break free a little bit and just have fun with each other mm-hmm. and explore each other, especially when we're doing the dice. They're on and we can talk and we can touch each other and we can play with each other. And then you know what? It may be five. It might be ten minutes. Whatever it is, and then we just sort of go. You know what? Game we're over. Done. <laughs> we're done with that, and it's totally cool. And we get sort of into our mode of of um, fondling mm-hmm. and, and and romancing and sort of that the the beginnings, and we go from there. Yeah. And so that dice are another thing. They got like a tic tac four type of connect four, a connect four. Yeah. I don't see them on their site right now, but that was fun where, you know, you're playing, basically you're playing connect four and um, whoever wins, Mm -hmm. like whatever the last um, checker is, that's the action. Right. Uh, That was a good one. Uh, Back to, back to some food items. You could bring fruits in, you know, if you like something sweet, like a pineapple, and do pineapple. I mean, some of this stuff takes time too. You, you know, you, you gotta, you know, maybe you're feeding your spouse. Mm-hmm. Guys, maybe, you know, you know she loves cherries and blueberries or something. Maybe you're just chopping those up before, getting them ready before, and you're just feeding her beforehand. Again, th- this doesn't happen every night for us. Don't get me wrong. I mean, these are special occasions for us when we start busting out some food items and things of that right. nature. For us, those are special occasions. We'll do more of the, we'll change it up. We'll get outside of our bedroom more. Change a position. You know, again, my, my big thing with Elisa is when it's your night to take the lead, the way that you show you take the lead is you're on top. So Elisa needs to get on top when it's her night to take the lead. Now, she doesn't need to bring me to climax. But it's just one of these things we laugh about now. Well, so when you it's said your it about night, a month ago, right? When it's like, your night to take the lead, you're at least on top for a little. And I know it hurts Elisa's hips a lot. So I, I'm not like expecting her to be on top for the entire time. It was really funny because, you know, last week, my days take the lead. And so I literally, I just, we were laying in bed and I just crawled on top of him. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I was on top. <laughs> that was all about two and a half seconds. Yeah. But, you know, it is again, something that he said in passing about a month and a half ago. And it's now become this joke, a good natured joke mm-hmm. between the two of us, because it keeps us talking about our sex life, mm-hmm. you know, cause he'll look over at me on my days, you know, to initiate. And he's like, don't forget, you got to be on top. <laughs> okay, dude, you know, <laughs> it's fine. I'll be on top. 
Right. Um, Different positions are a big thing. I, I think for a lot of us, the mundane and the same old position after a while just gets old. And I know for some of you, this is something that's really hard to break out of. It, it, it is very difficult because maybe you've been taught that sex is bad anyways from a very young age. And so to think of yourself as some a sexual being and to get out of that I'm on the bottom, he's on the top, or she's on the top, I'm on the bottom, whatever it is, it's very difficult. And I really am going to challenge you to pray, to pray in your bedroom, to pray for a vibrant sex life with your spouse. And while you're praying for that, I'm also, and Elisa, we're going to challenge you to continue to talk Mm -hmm. and talk with each other. Pray together about having a sexual, intimate marriage that isn't just the same old thing and that you're putting up boundaries and you're putting up excuses why you can't do something different. You know, we're adults here. We're all adults. And I will tell you, my induction to sex from my parents was not a big old long talk about the birds and the bees. It was my dad telling me from an age of about 13, 14, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that age. Um, don't get a girl pregnant. Never learned anything more about sex other than that until I went to college. And then it wasn't really great at all. So it's been a lot of learning and understanding of who I am. And that's something... Um that's something that really kind of came out. This is shifting gears just a mm-hmm. little bit. But, you know, last week when we were in Michigan, um, there was a gentleman there who asked me, you know, when do you start teaching your kids that sex is not bad? And I challenged him with, where did we ever get the notion that sex was bad? You know, w- many of us have been raised in or had a religious upbringings. And so there has been that that training, that, that education that sex is bad. And really what we want to be teaching our kids is that we don't want them to have sex outside of marriage. Right. Sex in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's when it's not within, you know, a solid foundation of a committed relationship that there can be so much damage and, and potential for hurt and that type of thing. But, you know, it's like even our kids, you know, funny things came up with both of them this weekend, Alex sometimes sleeps in our living room on the weekend. It's like a big deal for the kids to sleep in the living room. And last night, you know, Tony and I've been through, you know, a day and a half, sick kids. You heard it at the beginning of the show. And he's like, well, I want to sleep in the living room tonight. And I said, no. And he's like, well, why not? And I said, cause your dad and I are going to go make out in the living room. Yeah. I've never used that term with our kids. I have no idea why it popped out. And he just kind of looked at me. And I'm like, we're probably going to go kiss in the living room. He's like, well, then I'll sleep in your bedroom. And I'm like, no, because we might come back here to the bedroom. And make out some more. And make out some more. Those are the words I used. And I realized, you know what? I'm laying the foundation for my son at age nine that this is what married couples do. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we start, we start right now that within the confines of marriage, this is all normal and healthy. And when you grow up and you find 
that gal that rocks your world and you've put a ring on her finger and you've said, I do, then by all means, go for it. But do you think that we're starting to talk to, in this house, we're starting to talk to our kids about sex in various ways, shapes, or forms? Yes. Mm-hmm. My children know that a baby grows in a uterus. They've learned that. They don't know exactly how a baby gets in the uterus just yet, but we're working on that, especially with Abby. She's a girl. She knows that mommy has a period. You know, so you can start laying this foundation so that we don't raise another generation of people who grow up, get into marriage, and don't know how to make the transition from sex is bad to my husband or my wife wants variety in the bedroom. And this might be a great time when you're teaching them because some of those books are really good and it's not like they're so in depth. I mean, you can, you can start teaching your nine, 10, 11, 12 year olds and you should be as we have learned you need to be, but you yourself can start learning again and learning that God made sex. God, I mean, he put it out there for us to have and he wants you to enjoy it. And so as we finish up here, our last challenge to you is to really pray. Mm-hmm. Pray about your sex life. Allow God into your bedroom with you. Stop compartmentalizing him out. Stop not allowing him in. Give him the key. Allow him to touch your marriage. Touch your, this most intimate place with you and your spouse. And share that with each other. Because as Elise and I have done, and allowing God into our bedroom, it has allowed us to be more open. It it has allowed us to communicate better about sex. It has allowed us to try things together that I don't think we would have done before. Mm -hmm. But knowing that he is over it, he is blessing it, and we are just the vessels doing it. Can I read um, just one thing I saw up on, especially as we're wrapping this up for Valentine's Day? Sure. Um, This was actually put up on a post by my cousin and, you know, just something she had sent out to the family. But I want to share her words here um, about love because I think it's a great way to close out the show and just to really think about um, your marriages. And she says... Remembering the endurance needed to keep love throughout the years this Valentine's Day. It's not about the things others see. It's about the strength of heart that lovers see. It's not about the rights and wrongs. It's about a love lifelong. It's not about money or wealth. It's about living, loving, family, and good health. It's not about losing the fight. It's, accept- it's about accepting you're not always right. For the love my grandparents deeply shared for just hints and brief moments rarely seen this Valentine's Day. I wish for all of you to really look and enjoy all that you love because life doesn't last forever, but love will. Amen to that. Something right. to think about this Valentine's Day. Totally. All right. If you'd like to get a hold of us, we'd love to hear from you. 858-876-5663. You can call in. That's our voice message line. Leave a message. We'll get it. Well, if we think it's appropriate, we'll play it on the show. If you'd like to learn more about your physical and sexual intimacy, please pick up our book, Strip Down, 13 Keys to Unlocking Intimacy in Your Marriage. It is a he said, she said book. 
with questions at the end, which will allow you to open up more and give you some guidelines that you need that you can put with this podcast and bring those two together and share it together and have the intimate lifestyle, sexual intimacy that you want in your life. All right, you guys have a fantastic Valentine's Day, a fantastic week. We love you. Hook up with us on Facebook. Email us if you need and comment below. We'd love to hear what you got to say. Thank you and love you guys. 